0: Hi, guys, Nancy Grace here. Welcome back to Killers Amongst Us, a production of iHeartMedia and Crime Online. She had it all Natalie Wood type good looks, a wonderful husband, a brand new restaurant just outside of LA, living the life. But suddenly, out of the blue, Dawn disappears, seemingly into thin air what happened to dawn and why would she leave the picture perfect life i'm nancy grace killers amongst us how does a beautiful young woman in the prime of her life she and her husband just launching a highly popular restaurant suddenly just disappear into thin air we're talking about a gorgeous woman, Dawn Viens. How does she just disappear into thin air? Let's start with who is Dawn Vians. Joining me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. With me, Larry Altman, crime reporter for the Daily Breeze, freelance journalist now. Professor of Forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon and star on a new program, Poisonous Liaisons on True Crime Network. Also with me, special guests, David Pappen, brother of Dawn, joining me out of Bradenton, Florida, and Dana, her sister, joining me from California. Welcome, everybody. I want to first talk about who is Dawn Vans, because you know, to you, Joe Scott Morgan, you're a death investigator. You've handled thousands of cases, but you gotta know who you're talking about, what circles they ran in, where are they from, where are they likely to go, right?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, you do, Nancy. As you and I are, are off to say, in any kind of missing persons case, who has access? That who's ha- that is who has. Familiarity with the individual.
0: And what we're trying to find out is who is Dawn Vians. Would she just take off and head to Vegas? Is she with a boyfriend? Did she have a lover and take off to start a new life? Well, listen to our friend, Joe
2: Kikasey. Dawn was an amazing person for me when I met her. And she's brought so much goodness into my life personally and others too, I'm sure. I can look around and tell you so many things because of Dawn. She's
3: brought many
4: people
2: together. She has. She brought so many people together and she was a wonderful person. She just loved people to laugh, to have fun. Sadness wasn't her game. She didn't like sadness very much. She liked to be happy and smile.
0: So, is that her personality to her sister, Dana? Dana, again, thank you for being with us. Tell me about Dawn growing up.
4: What's her personality? Joe was absolutely right there. She was always the happy, smiley, looking for the positive side of things. Um, You know, she was incredibly smart, incredibly driven, this happy, vibrant, always smiling woman that you kind of wanted to be around. Where did you guys grow up, David? We grew
3: up in Burlington, Vermont.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, yep, I've been there to ski. Beautiful. So, question... uh, What was her interest? How did she get into the restaurant business? So, I remember I
3: was uh, probably 17, and Dawn, there was a a private golf course called Basin Harbor, and she used to go up there um, and work there in the summertime. David, you you said she
0: took this job um, in, in the food business. Was that something she, like my daughter, David, is a huge baker, Um, After dinner, she goes into the kitchen, goes, what should I bake tonight? Last night, from scratch, I don't know how she did it. She made these fantastic chocolate peanut butter cookies. (laughs) I mean, perfect. And she's been doing this since she was, you know, nine years old. Was Dawn that way? Well, Dawn was. No. No.
3: (laughs) She definitely, you know, my mom worked, and so Dawn used to babysit us a lot and she would cook us dinner and things like that. Um, But I think, you know, she started in restaurant business, you know, just as, you know, with not, not a lot of experience. So it was just something that she could, you know, get into and, and make some money. You know, I don't necessarily think food and the restaurant business early on was a passion. I think it was just a, you know a job a job that developed now you were going to jump in dana i was
0: i have
4: very clear memories of her working at a place called the ponderosa steakhouse when she was probably 15 or 16 and i remember going with my mom to pick her up and david's right i think it was more of a ways to have a have a part-time job and to make money uh, she was really focused on school she was you know on honor roll part of um i was trying to think of what it was called when high schoolers go to washington like the faux united nation um oh
0: wow like a citizenship or leadership thing i got exa- to do that in 4-H. exactly
4: and i can't recall exactly what they call it but um but she was but she was really smart and so yeah it was a part-time job and i don't think there was ever a real passion about the restaurant industry until a that later. Well, I hear you.
0: I mean, I worked at a sandwich shop to put myself through law school, but that did not mean I wanted to make sandwiches the rest of my life. So <laughs> right, exactly. I hear you. Was it Beta Club? Jackie wants to know.
4: Was
3: she in Beta Club? No.
4: Um, David, do you recall?
3: No. It, it was a school trip. Um, uh, she right. was, you know, she, she was a cheerleader. Um, not... Not a very, not into sports, but she did do some hey, cheerleading. Hey, cheerleading is a
0: sport, okay? Well, Cheerleading I, is not, a sport. I'm a former cheerleader, and a, I had to work out sport, just like the football me. players did.
3: You're right, ma'am. So
0: I'm getting a picture of her. Yeah, and
3: she was very, very social. Lots of friends. Um, yeah, but there's no, no 4-H club or any of those types of things that I recall.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess the cheerleading and the straight A's was enough. I'm looking at a picture of her right now. Uh, the what picture I'm seeing? She's got beautiful auburn hair down below her shoulders. In a later shot, it looks like she frosted it. Just super, super pretty. Kind of got a Natalie Wood look to her—a young Natalie Wood. of, yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing and, that.
3: And one of the things—and one of the things about Don. Um, she, you know, we grew up and we didn't have a lot of money. And Don very much wanted that pair of Jordash jeans. So in order for Don, myself, my brother, my sister, in order for us to get that cool new item, we had to go to work. You know, our mom would give us our what we needed. But if we wanted that cool pair of shoes or that nice pair of jeans, um, you know, we were out there making money to get them for herself and she was very much leading that
0: oh yeah we all worked I remember my first real job at Sears and Robux I did fine in the juniors department Uh, I did fine in the candy department, although I nearly ate all the profits. But then when they put me in power tools and lawnmowers, that was a mistake. They quickly moved me back to juniors. I can tell you that much. So I hear you. So you guys were getting through, and she just looks beautiful and so bubbly and vivacious when then she meets the man of her dreams. Take a listen to our friends at ID.
3: Don and David actually met while working at a hotel in Vermont.
4: He's working in the kitchen. She's
1: working the door as the hostess.
4: Dawn is beautiful. She is petite, but she is big on personality.
3: The two of them hit it off together. According to friends, fell madly in love. After a few years, Dawn and David marry and decide the
1: time is right to strike out on their own.
4: They go to the Gulf Coast of Florida, and they open a little eatery called Beach City Market and Grill.
1: They understood the restaurant business.
5: Don't you want to paint on a larger canvas?
4: What do you mean? California. You want to go to Hollywood? They want the glitz, they want the glamour. They want Hollywood.
3: They did a renovation on it. It was closed for a couple months and uh, when it reopened they had the new name, Time Contemporary Cafe.
4: The place is an instant hit with locals. It gets good reviews. It's got great food.
3: It was a team effort between the two running the restaurant. It was a winning combination.
0: with me are Dawn's brother and sister David and Dana. You mentioned, I think you said Big Basin. Is that where she meets the husband and they fall in love?
3: Uh, Basin Harbor,
0: yes. Basin Harbor in Vermont, I think you said. Yes, ma'am. And they fall in love they marry and then take off for the Gulf Coast of Florida. Now, where was it, Dana, on the Gulf Coast of Florida? A little island called Anna Maria, about an hour south of Tampa. I know exactly <laughs> where it is. My husband has done a lot of business down in the Tampa area. And I would uh, fly from Court TV in New York down there to meet him. And you said Anna Maria Island, right? Yes, ma'am. What was the name of there? was that where they did Beach City Market and Grill? That was Beach City. That is beautiful. That yeah, is just a wonderful gorgeous. Yeah oh man and you know what to you Joe Scott Morgan I know you know the area well because um, down there at Anna Maria Island there's just beautiful foliage like that the air smells sweet because there's so many tropical flowers
1: yeah it, it is relaxing my, my wife and I vacation down in, in that area as well down towards Siesta Key which is further south but yeah it is and it, it's it refurbishes, it refurbishes the It does. I can go down there and forget about all of my troubles.
0: Well, I spent a lot of time right there on Anna Maria Island, and uh, it's down there. There's Longboat Key. There's a, a, a group of islands right off the Florida coast. It's part of the Florida Gulf, and just... Beautiful and very very quaint, uh, w- w- wouldn't you agree, Dana? Because there's all these little niche restaurants and boutiques and shops. Because the, the villages are really small, uh, and and I could just see that that restaurant, Beach City Market and Grill. So then they moved to California, right? They moved back to California. They moved back to California. Wait, how have I missed it? They were in California. <laughs>
4: Uh, the, the original move to California happened in, uh, about 93. Now, they meet at
0: Basin Harbor. Vermont. They marry in a whirlwind romance. I thought they went to the Gulf Coast then. You're telling me that they went to California first? California happened
4: first. Yeah, they had been in California for probably about four years when they got married. And then about a year later, I think, a year or so later, they went to, uh, The Gulf Coast.
0: So I guess they were missing California. I bet. So the couple, deeply in love, head back to California. But what do we know about Lomita, where they transplant? Take a listen to this, our friends at CBS.
6: Lomita is a small, sleepy suburb of Los Angeles. Uh, It has a nickname that uh, people don't like, which is Slomita.
5: Larry Altman is a reporter for the local paper The Daily Breeze and a CBS News consultant. He says there's usually not much news in Lomita. It's one of the lowest crime
6: rates of the uh, 15 or 16 cities that I cover.
0: And joining me right now... That reporter, now freelance journalist, Larry Altman. Larry, thanks so much for being with us. Tell me about Lomita. Why would they choose to move to
6: Lomita? Uh, Lomita is in a nice area of Southern California in the Los Angeles area. It's it's kind of a small town within the big city and uh, a nice place to live, not too far from the ocean and uh, probably a good place to do business. How close is it to L.A.? Well, it's within Los Angeles County, but it's probably about uh, 25 miles from downtown Los Angeles. Ah, so do people
0: go from L.A. to Lomita, for instance, for dinner? Because I can't imagine with everything they've got going on in L.A., you would drive to Lomita for dinner. What, what was the lure
6: of going there to launch their new restaurant? Well, that's a, a, a nice place to live, and you would attract, the local community uh, living in the suburbs, uh, and and probably a nice place you could walk to for dinner, I would think. It's it's right there within the center of the town.
0: What do we know about their restaurant,
6: Larry? Uh, it was popular. Uh, uh, it had good reviews. Uh, people enjoyed the food. I I, uh, I I heard it was a really nice place to go. Guys, take a listen to this. And I always thought he was the best chef
4: i would never tasted any food that was that good. David had the most beautiful plates. It was an art to him. Any time that you went to that restaurant, he was determined that you would leave happy.
2: It was just an amazing place to go. And then you meet Dawn. She's very personal, very friendly. Loves everybody.
3: I always really liked Dawn. She loved my dad and my I know they loved each other. They seemed happy, really.
0: The two deeply in love, launching a new restaurant and a new place, a sleepy little town, Lomita, California, also called Slow Mita. What did you know of her feelings and her frame of mind at the time to you, Dana?
4: At that time, when they had just opened the place, they were working really hard. Um, She was really excited about it um, because... You know, that became such an integral part of their life and their relationship is their working relationship. And Larry was right, or Joe, you know, called it. Everyone loved to be around her. She made everyone feel welcome um, and made you feel special. Um, So they were excited to to be back in business, honestly.
0: You know, I've seen that dynamic, Joe Scott Morgan, when the husband and the wife are a team together like – with a restaurant with a family owned business really raising your children and and that kind of takes over the relationship the goal is in this case the restaurant advancing the restaurant and you're both on this ride with long hours and restaurants you know you work hard but you play hard it's a fun place to be i could just see it all unfolding
1: yeah and boy do you get to find out everything about about a person you know in normal marriage we think about that you know in normal circumstances but then you put this together with working 24-7 with one another. You're doing the books. You're doing the bills. You're playing the menus. And, and then, you know, how are you going to take care of the kids and get them to everything? It it, ha- it is totally dependent upon total love and teamwork. And commitment.
0: But seemingly these two very, very committed to each other. Take a listen to our friend, Richard Schlesinger.
3: He was very, very charismatic. He walked into a room and you knew he was there.
5: David Pappen was just a kid when his older sister Dawn began dating Viennes who worked in the same restaurant where Dawn waited tables.
3: He was very passionate about his food. We would have Sunday dinners, him and I and Dawn, and it was a spectacle to have him in the kitchen. I never ate so good in my life. Very charismatic. He walked into a room and you knew he was there. David Papin was just
5: a kid when his older sister Dawn began dating Viens who worked in the same restaurant where Dawn waited tables.
3: He was very passionate about his food. We would have Sunday dinners him and I and Dawn and I mean, it was a spectacle to have him in the kitchen. I never ate so good in my life.
0: So what about that, David? Tell me about that, because that's a memory I have growing up. Every Well, my mom, uh, between all of us, we would sit down to dinner together every night of the week. And on Sundays, that was the big thing. My mom would be working on it the night before. We all would be pitching in, getting everything ready. On Sunday morning when I would wake up, I could smell whatever it was cooking at 7 o'clock in the morning. And when we would get home from church, there would be a big meal with... Lots of people invited every single Sunday. Relatives, friends, everybody there for Sunday lunch. And those are some of the best memories of my life. And that kinda sounds this way. What about that? You said they would have Sunday dinners together and he made these incredible
3: meals. Tell me about it. Sure. So they usually started off, you know, I when when they bought the restaurant in Anna Maria, um I was in I was in Lamita, California, working for David's mom who lives there. And I helped Don and David travel back to the Gulf Coast with all their stuff. And then immediately I fell in love with that. So I went I left my job in Lamita, and I went to to Anna Maria to be with those guys and to help open Beach City Market and Grill. And, yeah, I, during the construction, um, you know, Monday through Saturday, we were working, trying to get everything ready. And Sunday's like yeah, we would just relax, invite some friends over. And, you know, he would cook whatever was on his mind, whatever he was trying to get ready for the restaurant. What was his
0: style? Italian, beach food, contemporary what? You know, it,
3: I would say, you know, a lot of his, you know, we did a lot of seafood, obviously, right on the Gulf. Um, you know, we had every every vendor coming in with, you know, 30 pound groupers whole, and he'd buy the whole thing. So we had, you know, lots of seafood, but he did like an American traditional uh, type food, just elevated. The meatloaf, incredible. Just, just every, mm-hmm. your normal everyday food just brought up the, you know, to the next level.
0: Dana, I hear you in the background. Jump in. <laughs>
4: Uh, David's right. His whole kind of shtick was comfort food done really, really well. Um, everything was just elevated a bit more, but he made things that you knew that were familiar, and that you didn't know could taste that good. He was very talented. Like what? Uh, one of his most popular was uh, um um, what am I? The chicken dish, Dave. The pot pie. Mmm, chicken
0: pot pies. You know, that's funny that that. That that memory, because I, I can tell you what my mom made on Sundays. She would make a roast beef, fried chicken, a meatloaf. I mean, we, she would always have her go to's and it would be plenty for everybody. But there was something about the way she did it. Sure. Which just so good and i remember that it really sticks in my mind so where did your sister dawn fit into this scenario i mean he's the great chef where did she fit in david
3: so so on the other restaurants that i visited um you know that they had owned she was always greeting customers she was always making sure everyone's glass was full she was she was the front of the house so david and his staff would be in the back sweating in the kitchen and don would be up there just making sure everyone everyone was having a great time and she trained me to do the same thing at beach city mark and grill she took a step back and did more of the day-to-day stuff the the financing um and taught me you know, the front of the house business. So but that's normally where she would be would would be, you know, making sure everybody was having a great time.
0: hmm hmm I can see that dynamic. They had the picture perfect marriage, but take a listen to Richard Schlesinger.
5: Local businessman Joe Casey, his motorcycle repair shop was across the parking lot from V's's new restaurant where Dawn was the hostess who charmed the locals
2: great personality i just thought she was a lot of fun and uh,
5: i loved her she was really cool Vians began to confide in joe that dawn drank a lot something jackie saw firsthand
3: i remember waking up and she'd be in the kitchen just chugging a beer at nine o'clock in the morning and then hide the can under the sink so that he wouldn't know she'd already been drinking
5: do you think she was a, a, an unhappy person?
3: I think she was just confused with her life and as to how she got to where she was. You know, I think she wanted things to be different. She basically just let my dad take care of her her whole life.
0: Joining me, former crime reporter for The Daily Breeze and now freelance journalist Larry Altman, what can you tell me about claims that Dawn developed a drinking problem? And was quote confused
6: with her life. When I met David, uh, David was uh, David told me that his wife had a had a drinking problem.
0: You know, I, I know I'm hearing this from the husband and from the husband's daughter. That's his daughter from another relationship. But to Dana and David, did you think she had a drinking problem?
4: Yes, I did tell me um I think it was probably about 10 years and uh, prior to them returning to Lamita when I really noticed it had gotten out of control honestly um and Jackie's sentiment was correct she would you know hide beers in her car hide beers in her purse and sneak And that's when I knew it was an issue is because she was being sneaky
0: about it. It just breaks my heart because on the outside, David, this is Dawn's brother, there was this happy facade of they're so happy and they have this awesome, hot restaurant, totally popular in this beautiful area of California. And their dreams are coming true, but she's sneaking alcohol. And I got to wonder why. I mean, did you know, David?
3: No. I can honestly say that, you know, part of their lifestyle, part of, was, was, you know, after the restaurant closes, you, you know, you drink. So I can attest to, I don't, I never really saw her sneaking necessarily, but um, you know, her and I definitely drank a lot. I remember I stopped drinking, in 2001 and she would call me from time to time asking for advice on how I quit. Um, you know, it's almost been 20 years sober for me. Um, and she used to call me periodically. I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to drink anymore, What can I do? And we talked for a long time, but I think part of that restaurant life, um, is, you know, you know, there's definitely, you know, some alcohol involved. I Like I said, I never saw. Well, her. I think
0: part of it is this. I mean, to you, Larry Altman, uh, former crime reporter, Daily Breeze, now freelance journalist. When you get off from a restaurant, it's not like you can go to a movie at 11 o'clock at night. I mean, um, I've noticed. I noticed this, of course, in New York, where we live and in Atlanta, that at midnight you can go by and see maybe a chinese restaurant open or the bar all the bars are still open there's nowhere to go when you close down the restaurant except basically to a bar and i, I think that's a real danger to
6: restaurant workers larry right and and you know is a small town too and so a lot of places would close early and so the only other place to go and and drink would be at home
0: yeah and so all the guy all the everybody at the restaurant would stick around and start drinking and somehow she develops a drinking problem and according to this friend whose business is across the street she began to sneak alcohol like hiding it in her car but we learned something else from the friend across the street. Take a listen to this, our friends at CBS.
5: Dawn asked Joe if he'd hold on to some money for her.
2: It was like almost $700. And uh, she said, if I bring more, you can put it in there. I said, yeah, it's your your
5: spot. You can put anything you want. She took him up on the offer. On October eighteenth, two 2009, Dawn called Joe and asked to stash more money.
2: She had saved up $1,000. She wanted to bring it over the- on Monday and drop it off and put it with the other money.
5: And I said, no problem. Monday came and went, but Dawn never showed up, either at work or at Joe's. Kakesi kept watch out of the rear window of his shop. He saw Dawn's car, but never saw her. After days went by, Kakesi asked David vian's where she was, and he said she had left him after he insisted she go to rehab for her drinking problem.
0: So Dawn Viennes takes off when her husband insists she go to rehab. But why was she saving up money? Why couldn't she put it in the bank if she wanted to have a vacation fund or a Christmas fund? Was it an escape fund? And what will we learn about a mystery text from her saying I'm starting over, love, Pixie. Nancy Grace, Killers Amongst Us, signing off, goodbye friend.